You're listening to The Watchers, a show where two women from opposite ends of New Jersey watch television about New Jersey. I'm Jody. I am a third-generation Bergen County person, a Montclair State alum, currently living in northern New Jersey, a.k.a. Providence, Rhode Island, and I am a Natalie Sun and a Shauna Rising. And I'm Andrea. I'm a uh, proud South Jersey resident. I grew up in Camden County and Burlington County. Uh, and if you don't believe me, all you need to know is that I did, in fact, have a pet raccoon when I was a child. So those are my South Jersey bona fides right there. I'm a podcast producer and editor and host. This is one of uh, a handful of projects. It's one that I'm really excited about. And I can't wait to start talking with you, Jody. Today, what are we doing here? All right. So what we are doing is a quick introduction to our podcast through an analysis of the newly released season two trailer. It came out a couple of days ago. Reddit is a buzz. And we <laughs> thought that we would. Buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's going to happen more than once. Reddit is a buzz with theories. And so we thought we'd take a quick 15 minutes or so to break that down, introduce you to us. And then next week we will have a season one recap. And following that, we will have weekly recap episodes throughout season two. I should say, listeners, if you're new to Yellow Jackets, this is not the place to start. No, no. If you haven't watched the show, stop, go watch season one, then come back, listen to this, listen to the season one recap and join us for season two. And I hope you do. I'm I'm so excited. I know I've already said that like three times and I'm not someone who I think leans toward excitement generally, but I'm I'm excited. So let's let's get into it. Well, I mean, okay, so here's the obvious thing. We, we knew it was coming, but winter's here. Winter is here, yes. Big time. It looks very cold. They look much worse for wear, that is for sure. Everybody's wearing rags at this point. And at some point we hear Ty say, we need to find a way to stay alive. And so mm -hmm. that seems to be leading into what we have been expecting, which is the eating of the friends. Eating of the friends. The eating of the friends. Was there anything in this trailer that was you were really surprised that they showed you already? Mm. Because I think that winter's coming. We knew it was coming. It's right. inevitable, right? So you can't pretend right. like winter and therefore what we assume will be the eating of of mm -hmm. certain soccer players. Right. Um, we, we know that's coming. Yeah, I think it was... So there's lots of there's been lots of speculation on Reddit about a number of things. One, about Lottie's cult. Two, about um, what happens when they get home from the crash what's going to happen with adam being murdered all of those things they they kind of laid out for us that like we're going to get some answers and again with the are they going to eat people like i think it's pretty clear yes they're going to eat some people so i think that for me what struck me was how much we're seeing of like almost right after we ended in the adult timeline Mm -hmm. So Adam has just been murdered and buried in Hackle Park. <laughs> and the cops are at Shauna and Jeff's door. Callie's asking yeah. her mom if she's a murderer. Like we see Shauna at the police station with a folder with Adam's picture on it. Like that's coming. Like they're, it's, they're not going to just bury Adam and forget about it. We're going to get some sort of repercussions possibly. It seems like in the 2021 timeline, actions are having consequences. And so they're going to Lottie for help at her Teal Swan-esque <laughs> cult location in the mountains. And so I think that in the 2021 timeline, we're, have, we're seeing them not only have to deal with the aftermath of the 25th anniversary of the crash, but also now what they've done since kind of coming back right. together, the murder of Adam, 
trying to figure out what happened to Travis. Whenever something like this happens in a show like this, where it's like Shauna murdered somebody, we're not taking that back. Something has to happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it can just be that they're so good at murdering and butchering bodies that they just get away with it. Right. Right. But it is something that it seems like we know very little about Adam, but what mm-hmm. we, but it seems like he doesn't have a ton of like ties. He seems like a pretty like free spirit. He's <laughs> our manic pixie <laughs> dream boy. Right. And so I think it's possible that the show could drag out the search for Adam and mm-hmm. whether or not, you know, and Shauna's involvement with his murder for, long enough that it doesn't necessarily get in the way of what needs to happen over the next what four seasons we think we think we're getting five but still it's like a tension and a threat that's there all the time right and i did notice that well a there is a shot it's a quick one but there is a shot in the trailer of a crime scene Mm -hmm. an active crime scene which looks like where adam was buried so they may find the torso (laughs) it's useless no not with not with a mountain (laughs) tattoo on it it's not useless So they may find the body. And I also noticed that there comes a time in 2021 where they do go to see Lottie, right? We see Mm -hmm. Nat's been kidnapped by her people at the end of season one. And we see a point where they're talking about, you know, Lottie can help. And we hear Misty say, where's the quote? It's great. The Lottie who was committed to a mental institution in Switzerland, Lottie. Yes. Yes, that Lottie. So a bunch of them go to see Lottie. And I have not seen Shauna in any of the trailer there. So I'm wondering if it becomes more Shauna's dealing with the stuff at home with Jeff and Callie and the rest of them are going like to seek out Lottie's help. So adult Mm -hmm. Van, who we've now met, Ty and Misty and possibly Walter. Walter's only line in this is is perfect for what I want. Walter being our Elijah Wood, our uh, other citizen detective who Mm -hmm. we know very little about at this point, except that he is also, it appears to be headstrong and paranoid. Is paranoid Mm -hmm. the word? Suspicious. Headstrong and suspicious. Sure. Which, which I quite like. And he does, he says, everybody's hiding something. (laughs) It's a very scream. Everybody's a suspect. I think maybe the most surprising thing for me was one shot of Ty and Van's arms. Mm -hmm. I can't believe they showed us, definite contact i mean who knows what the real context is for it yeah in this moment but yeah it looks like you know ty because her episodes are coming (laughs) back you know of sleepwalking and and she's scaring herself that she seems to have gone to van and i think that what we're gonna see with van (laughs) our trailer starts with van with that sing-songy once upon a time there was a place (laughs) called the wilderness it was beautiful but also violent um, and misunderstood. And I think that Van is going to fully be in the mode of the supernatural. And, you know, maybe Ty is going to her for for help or guidance with her the episodes that she's having. There's a sequence of shots of the adults. So that I think is interesting. We see a shot of adult Misty coming home and the press, like mm-hmm. the lights, the flash bulbs going off. And then we see adult Misty outside the hotel. And then we see adult Ty going into Van's shop. And then we see a shot of adult Van, and then we see a shot of Shauna going into some shop-like space with a gun. It's like these really quick flashes. And one of the things that Reddit picked up on is that when adult Ty goes into Van's shop, there's a Rosemary's Baby poster on the wall. Nice little uh, Easter egg there. Van seems to own a vintage shop of some kind, but the fact that there's a uh, a poster for the movie Rosemary's Baby, baby. could be uh, could be something. I've been thinking a lot about that baby. And if that baby does make it back 
stateside. In my head, it was like, if Shauna has this baby and it comes back to New Jersey, in my head, I'm like, the baby, like, a good way to, like, put it somewhere where we don't have to really think about it is you put that baby up for adoption and the baby Mm -hmm. doesn't know, especially in the 90s. Like, Mm -hmm. but there's also a version where that baby grows up somewhere knowing its origins. And then that's a 25 year old, 24, right? Because sure yeah because of the time it takes to (laughs) nine months i know child yep yes and that's a whole other character that could be affecting things i'm just i'm maybe i'm getting a little beyond the scope of our little teaser here but i've been thinking a lot about travis lately and who could have if travis Mm. didn't end his own life who could have been involved and we're getting a lot of like cult stuff and all here that i think that is tied up with so i think that's probably why i'm thinking about that now yeah. Probably... And the exciting thing is that we're going to get some answers to this stuff pretty soon, at least some of it. Yeah. Like, it looks like they're not losting it. They're not <laughs> holding back on all of the answers forever and then not actually giving them. They're they're answering questions. One thing I'm super excited to see, even if it's just a little piece of it, is what it's like when they come home from yes. the woods, yes. right? When we see the press, we see, I think it's Misty, we see uh, Shauna, maybe Lottie also, just what that experience is like. I don't know that we're going to see a ton of that mm-hmm. this season, but we might, but we're going to at least see a little bit of it, what it's like, because that's the thing. I mean, imagining after 19 months in the woods, coming back to suburban New Jersey and like the chaos that must've happened in the press and in their town. And Allie must've just been all over it. Just, just wanting to talk about, oh, you know, God. how it went and how they're doing and, Maybe this time she has a, you know, a Scottish accent. Who knows? <laughs> I hope. I, I really hope, hope so, too. 19 months is long enough that the people in New Jersey must have mourned them. They've mm-hmm. definitely decided they're all dead. So they're coming back from the dead. Yeah. And I mean, and some of them are coming back dead. So that's another thing we'll have to deal with some of them are not coming back yeah it's like somebody like you know like shauna's family who we know nothing about Mm -hmm. you know gets to learn that their child who they've thought was dead is is back and then jackie's family it's almost like a second morning that they're gonna have to go through right you know so it'll be really how do you explain how do you explain the people you ate right right where are they yeah exactly there's also which somebody pointed out and this is a kind of speculation when we see those those masks that are now confirmed i mean we kind of all assumed they were in the more present day right Mm -hmm. they're a little too well done to just be crafted together out in the wilderness but you see a man in profile who it's hard to say because he's wearing a mask but it's i i I think we think it's jeff right i it could be i i feel like i (laughs) i'm one of the people who's paused that trailer a whole bunch of times Mm -hmm. and i still on my little laptop have not been able to make any positive uh ids necessarily i could see jeff secretly getting into the more supernatural kind of side of this he seems easily swayed he's just game yeah he's he's just (laughs) up for it like you know oh you killed your boyfriend and you're gonna go dispose of his body all right so i'll offer to give up my freedom for you oh you don't want me to okay i'll just kind of make sure that randy doesn't spill anything like he's just he's just cool with it whatever shauna wants god we didn't even talk about this that jeff was immediately ready to take the fall for it immediately he's a good wife guy man oh jeff He's got it. He's got, you know, his priority is like 
his marriage and his shitty daughter. <laughs> I love speaking of the shitty daughter, that scene in the trailer where she's like asking Shauna if she's a murderer and Shauna's like, no, no, no. well, <laughs> yeah. It's such a perfect, if nobody had seen the show and you were like, give me like three seconds that will tell you who Shauna is. It's mm-hmm. that right there. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I do think the trailer was a perfect, like, chunk of setting the tone of the show as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got the horror of being out in the woods and, like, being freezing and and hungry and all of that. And then you also have Shauna, like, waffling to her daughter as to whether she actually killed someone and yes, kind of exactly. admitting it in a very ca- casual way. Uh-huh. So I think some things that we're looking at in the trailer from the woods have to do mostly with them kind of suffering and being cold. Mm-hmm. And it appears that at one point, like Nat falls through the ice. There's all sorts of really miserable. It's a beautiful parallel to the person falling into the tiger pit. Is that what they're called? Did I just make that up? I think it's just a pit. I don't know if why, why you think there's tigers in <laughs> the Yukon. <laughs> okay. Here's what I need you to know is that I don't think, I don't think she fell into a pit full of tigers. I thought for some reason a pit full of spiky sticks like that was called a tiger pit. Okay. I, I'm not aware of that lexicon, <laughs> but there's no there's no tigers in the Yukon. But I do I do wonder if that pit Well, there were no polar bears in Hawaii or whatever, and that didn't stop lost, so Okay. Jot that down, Jody. Fair. And then I think the other thing that the trailer gave us was just a little bit more of Walter. I'm excited to see what Walter can bring to as a foil for Misty, for sure. Absolutely. I think also like this is sort of a follow up to the first trailer that we got um, like a month ago or whatever, where we saw Lottie getting ECT in a psych hospital. And so now we now we know for fact that, you know, she was there. She was in Switzerland. Everybody seems to have known that that's where she was. So it'll be interesting if we see any more of that part of Lottie's life. I think we're going to see, I mean, we're obviously going to see a lot more of Lottie this season because we have an adult Lottie, we have the cult, all of that. So interesting too. I mean, we're calling it Lottie's cult and I guess we don't really know how much she has to do with it. Like the cult of Lottie doesn't necessarily mean that she is pulling strings either. Well, and also, I mean, in most of the images we've seen, it does look more like some sort of retreat, Mm -hmm. like some sort of meditation retreat but right. i don't think i don't think that that's actually what she's doing i mean the animal masks the dancing around a fire i'm wondering how connected those two things are are the animal masks and the fire and the stuff that seems really although we do have that shot of her with the blood on her hands mm-hmm. um so because like mostly when you see her those those longer scenes are a little more serene it's she's at you know again that whatever that retreat is and then there are those other ones that seem to be like lit by flame and and that kind of thing and we don't necessarily know that they're i mean i have to assume they're connected but we can't really say for sure well it's true because basically lottie as an adult is mostly a blank slate to us Mm -hmm. like we haven't officially met her yet we've seen her quote-unquote followers we don't know how much she has to do with their actions exactly and so you know, as soon as we meet adult Lottie, we'll have a lot more information. But as of right now, we only know like things she's done and not seen how she acts and how she's been affected by all of this. Exactly. So it's sort of a big blank page. 
for what she's going to be like as a grown up. Same thing for Van. Like yeah. we don't know how Van has dealt with the trauma of being in the woods, whether she's one of the more well-adjusted ones, like, you know, or whether she's also sort of falling apart in the moment. We'll find out. Um, so there's one thing I want to talk about before we leave, because I think it's it's going to be a huge part of our discussions moving forward, the, the kind of people that you and I are, and as listeners get to know us. This trailer, we have to talk about the music. Oh, yes. So obviously, uh, the, the first thing I'll say, it's it's Florence Welch covering No Doubt's Just a Girl. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that No Doubt had not featured in season one, and it's yep. they were saving it. They sure were. This they sure were. Rules. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. So we have already talked a bunch between ourselves about the music in season one. We are both sort of 90s music nerds in our own way. You probably more than I am in terms of like actually like you have a podcast that is music based, but very much grew up with this music and feel very attached to it. Yeah. And I think for for listeners, you're just a few years older than me, but you're right at that. What's that? Just a few years older. What? I graduated in 1993. Yeah, you graduated I, in 2004. Yeah, it's a few years older. A few years. Sure, but, sure. But you're right. I am true Gen X. So yeah. that is my identifier. I am a true Gen X, born in 1975. The 90s music was my shit and still yeah. is. And so. I think that I was early for my age to a lot of that music. Like Green Day was my favorite band when Fair. I was in second grade. Mm-hmm. So like you're at the age where that stuff is really kind of like cemented for you and you grow up with it. Where yeah. So for you, I think you probably have a more, I think you probably have a broader understanding of this music than I do. I mean, it's just more, I think it's in my gut. Like right. it's, it's the soundtrack of my teen years, my college years. And for me, that's, that's, that's fallout boy. And that's okay. <laughs> It's okay. Yes. But it's such an incredible cover. It's such a perfect oh, song so for this. This trick of taking a song and like an up-tempo song and slowing it down and making it really moody is one that's been done a million times. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think it's cheap. It works so well for a show that is about taking what we think of as these like relationships between young women and girls, which are often like the darker side of that has historically been hidden i think in a lot of ways and this show pulls it out and like magnifies it obviously we're not it's not typical for teenage girls to eat each other in the wilderness right sure (laughs) but then to take this song and drive it in that direction too with someone like florence welch who has this Mm -hmm. big uh like theatrical voice it yeah makes so much sense it's such a smart uh choice here Yeah. And it got me really excited for what's coming with music in season two, because we had some really epic moments with like the Cranberries and with Jane's Addiction and and (laughs) Seal (laughs) in season one that I now fully associate with those moments. And so we've talked about things that we would love to see and well, or hear in season two. And so starting with this cover, I think gives me lots of hope for what they're going to pull out for for season two reminded me also of the the screaming females cover of uh shake it off just sort of like the fully different tone like completely changing the feeling the tone the mood of the song but doing it so fucking well Mm -hmm. that it's like it's just a whole other song yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely and it rolls I know I've it said it rules a hundred times, and I know you just said that I have a music podcast, and you do. I should be speaking more articulately about it. But the long and the short of it is, this cover rules. It, it rules. Yes, agreed. 
Agreed. And I'm really glad that No Doubt let this happen because yeah. I think that one of the things we've talked about is how we, like you said, we're surprised there was no No Doubt in the original because mm-hmm. it was such a sort of like 90s girl feminist anthem, especially that song. Yeah. And Tragic Kingdom was released in 94 or 95. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad to hear it wasn't just like an issue with rights. Incredible cover. Very excited about it. So I guess maybe to wrap up, we should just tell people that next week we have a recap, like I said, of season one, kind of going through the different threads based on the characters. And then the week after that, we'll start our weekly recaps. Yeah. And I think if you're somebody who has watched season one, you don't think you need a recap episode. I will say we tried really hard to not just turn it into a beat by beat. I think we're really kind of introducing conversations that will keep happening and ones that we've seen other people having. And yeah, I I hope that it's really setting us up for our for the watchers as we move through season two of Yellow Jackets. Yeah. We also talk about how we got the name. (laughs) That's right. I agree. I think that that season one recap is also where we start to talk about themes that have appeared to us, such as like the 90s feminist themes, the queer themes, the like perspectives on female friendship, all of the things that drew us to do this in the first place. It's not just like this happened, then this happened. Hell yeah. I'm really excited. I'll say it one more time. It rules. (laughs) Jody. thank you so much for uh, going on this (laughs) wacky little Jersey. It's the longest road trip from and to New Jersey, I think, just about. Yes. Yes. Happy, happy to uh, be revisiting my roots through this show um, and uh, can't wait for more of it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. This has been The Watchers. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. <laughs>